You're listening to Cast Season 6, Cluster B, for Episodes 5, 6, and 7. I am one of your newbies, Paul Mackey, in my living room in Duluth, Minnesota, with my lovely wife, Darcy. Hello. Your eyes are closed. I know. I'm, okay. I am you're, awake, you're here. although my eyes are closed. Yeah, you, you answered right away, so, all right. And we've also got, uh, down in Texas, we've got our expert, uh, John Pavlich. Greetings. And joining us in progress later on will be our other expert, Annie, so she is not going to say anything. All right. And then, uh... Uh, fresh off a, a virtual motor tour of Latvia, we've got our other newbie, Yvette. Hey, y'all. Latvia's really beautiful. <laughs> that sounds so cool. Uh, and then we've also got, uh, you just heard, our uh, special guest on this episode, Carol. Hey there. Welcome hey. back. Hey, glad to be here. All right, and uh, you're on uh, Hooplecast? I am. We are currently, Hopelcast started out um, about uh, Deadwood, but we are currently looking at the first or first and second episodes of all the original dramas on HBO in order of when they were produced. Very exciting. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. Hey, Carol, did you have some old business uh, based on on previous (laughs) season? (laughs) <laughs> you mean the little note that I made about the fact that I I have a rant? Yeah, we may as well cover last season first and then... Uh... Okay, well, it's actually about this season because it was, um, I believe it was Aaron who um, ranted about, um, on the episode Swan Song that you did, yes. um, about how... The show should have just ended after season five, and everything after season five is not worth looking at, and maybe he'll look at it again, but so forth and so on. That makes me crazy because, well, for a lot of reasons. It's the same kind of thing that people will say about Buffy, if anybody out there is a Buffy fan. Um, according to some, Buffy should have ended after season three. According to others, it should have ended after season five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And there's, there's so much to miss out on. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But don't wish it gone for other people. There's a lot of people that came to the show, this show, Supernatural, after it went on Netflix, which didn't happen until... Um, I don't know, I think after season five, I'm not sure. But, uh, and there's a lot of people that it means a lot to. Um, and they're doing a lot of good things having to do with mental health and all kinds of stuff. And there's a lot of people that are getting a lot of good out of it. There's also, my favorite episode of the series so far is in season six. Um, and I personally like the part of the show that we're in right now, as far as the, the Sam 
thing. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't like, um, well, should I use the name? I guess I can use the name. The, the cat is out of the bag. Um, a lot of people don't really care for Soulless Sam. I, I kind of enjoy Soulless Sam. <laughs> Sam. Not to not not to um, uh, give opinion spoilers, but I will say this: it's at least something different. They're at least doing something with Sam, whether you you know whether you like it or not, or or, or the execution of it. It's not it, we haven't seen it before, right? And I honestly, I I personally feel like. Uh, people will say, oh, there's repetition in Supernatural. They keep killing people. They keep doing this, keep doing that. Well, yeah, there's going to be a certain amount of co- of repetition. I mean, they've been on for 12 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, they do manage to to mix it up pretty regularly. And what may ha- And people will be like, well, now this has happened to Sam. And next it happens to Dean. Okay, yeah, you know, Sam reacts to it one way, Dean reacts to another. There's, to me, there's a lot of character study going on in a lot of this. And uh, are there storylines I'm not thrilled about? Yes, absolutely. Uh, there are pieces of, of seasons I'm not thrilled about. But on the whole, you know, you don't like it. Don't watch it. It's okay. Don't wish it off the air for other people. Yeah, I mean it's the same. It's the same sort of argument that people go through, you know, like you said, in relation to Buffy, where it's like, like okay, you know, if you if you think like, oh, it should have ended after this certain point, it's like, well, yeah, but see, then we wouldn't have gotten the musical episode that everybody loves so much. Even people who aren't typically fans of Buffy like can right. watch that episode and be like, oh my god, this is really good. You know? Or you can look at characters. You wouldn't have Clem. You wouldn't have. Uh, I mean. Or, I know. Depending on where you stop, you wouldn't have Dawn. You wouldn't have, uh, you know, you certainly wouldn't have um, Spike as a regular character. Right. You wouldn't have Spike as a regular character, which a lot of people don't like Spike. And that's why they want him to go. But, you know, the fact is that he's a really compelling character. There are there are a lot of people that if you talk to them um, will say that um, the depression arc in Buffy was something that they really needed at that point in their lives, mm-hmm. that it really meant a lot to them. And um, and it's the same thing with Supernatural. Um, my son and I can watch Supernatural together. It's there's a, there's a few shows on that we both enjoy and we enjoy together. Um, and, you know, I don't think he would mind my saying that, you know, he relates to Sam and I relate to Dean. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know I'll, I think I'll sum it up like this for myself is and and this is sort of uh, funny that we're talking about this because I uh, about a few days ago uh, I did a, a commentary on my sofa dog's website for Scott Pilgrim versus the world and that movie falls into a category that I've created for myself of movies that uh, I enjoy but I don't think they're actually good mm-hmm. um, and. In that commentary, uh, another example I gave of that was the Veronica Mars movie, a movie that I uh, was a backer for uh, and I put money, my own money into. And I actually I I don't think it's a good movie, but I'm glad that it exists. I don't have I don't have buyer's remorse Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I don't I don't regret, you know, the money that I put into it. And, and, you know, I'm glad that it's there. 
Uh, and even though I think it's a, I don't think it's a good movie, like I can still enjoy it and I'm happy that it's there. And I'm also glad that like, there are probably people who friggin' love that movie. Uh, so, you know, so that means, uh, you know, money well spent for me. So, and just applying what we were saying before, as far as Buffy goes to supernatural, um, there's a lot of characters that are still to come, um, in supernatural mm-hmm. that people enjoy some that they don't enjoy <laughs> um it's okay because everybody dies so if you don't like them you know give them some time yeah <laughs> but um but you know there's a lot of characters that you know people will be all upset if if they go away but if the show didn't continue on they would have never existed yeah for so sure. you know there's there's a lot of good coming and they as much as they started really loosening up and you know getting into their meta episodes um you know they can loosen up even more as they go you know one season after another and they try and have a few episodes that are a little off kilter every year and experiment and i appreciate that all right well, so that's my rant. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Standing up for those people who like later Supernatural. Yay. All right. Well, should we get started on this thing? Yes, let's do. So the first episode we'll talk about is season six, episode five, called Live Free or Twy Hard. A nest of vampires are exploiting the sensitive bloodsucker craze in popular culture so they can create an army for their alpha. So in Live Free or Twy Hard, um, hey, what, 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 what do people like? What's your high points? I thought it was funny. Yeah. Like I chuckled. The humor, yeah. is, the humor elements are... Yeah, I thought that the, the cheesy goth bar was pretty awesome. Yeah, they've got the they, they they start off there. They must be like seriously ret- retro goth. I mean, they started out with Bauhaus, Bella Lugosi's Dead, which is like yep. seventy eight, I think. Yeah, nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, I actually I actually have that album. It, it was easily the best music they've ever had on the show. I was really grateful that they did that. <laughs> it was like finally something good to listen to. Something you recognized. Something I recognized and would actually listen to. I like the um, Dean, when Dean became a vampire, the whole thing they did with the perception, his perception and stuff. I enjoyed that, and uh, also Dean made one badass vampire. I also liked Dean as a vampire. I agree. I thought, um, yeah, way better. Than did that a good job. Edward, jerk, you know, way better. What Robert? <laughs> Robert, did you his victim Kristen? Yes. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask if you guys caught that. <laughs> Yes, we got him. All right, just making sure. I missed it. They slap you in the face. Wouldn't want you to. Wouldn't want you to miss out. <laughs> what? What was that? I missed it. Oh, uh, the, I, the, I don't know enough about Twilight. Yeah, the, the 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 vampire at the beginning was named Robert, and his potential victim was named Kristen, which are the uh, names of the actors in the Twilight movie. Uh, Robert Pattinson okay. and Kristen. Uh, what's her name? Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I figured there was probably a lot more of that kind of thing that I didn't get. Um, but I still enjoyed the... I've got, uh, for, for my high point, I've got uh, Boris. 
who I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I really like Boris a lot. Apparently, he's uh, his name's Joseph Reitman. He's not related to Ivan Reitman, but he was married to Shannon Elizabeth for three years. Who's that? Oh, that's right. No yeah. idea who that is. Shannon Elizabeth was the uh, from uh, was American the Pie exchange student in American Pie. Oh, yeah. uh, that, I've never seen that. No, I haven't either. Mo- that's what she's most known for. Um, uh, yeah, she's also in uh, Giant Silent Bob Strike Back, uh, and that's actually I believe that is where she met. Um, uh, that guy, the yeah. guy who plays Boris, because uh, huh. he, because I believe he he worked on the film. I I don't believe I don't think he was an actor in the film. I think he he uh, was like a product. He worked on the production. Yeah, and uh, and that's where they met. Yep, but now they're divorced, and he still manages her theatrical uh, acting career. Oh, oh that's, that's good. Weird. They're still friends. Oh, that's okay. nice. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. We know how that. Goes. Yeah. Oh, sure. she was in Scary Movie. Okay. And yeah, that's the only thing I've ever seen her in. I just got in. Oh, she's oh, in. Yay. Yay. And we're just hey, everybody. And we're just uh, starting with our personal high points of the first episode because of various things. So you get to go. Oh, cool. Um, my high point for that episode was just <sighs> it wasn't really a very good episode. <laughs> um, so the, I like the silly scenes in the the girl's bedroom in the bar where they're sort of you know appalled by the the douchey glittery vampire worship making fun of twilight it's just kind of tickles me sure yeah i think that that falls in with the humor that uh yvette said was her high point uh yeah for me the high point of the episode was actually i liked the i liked the editing and the sound design and i know that's like Mm -hmm. a weird thing to like to uh, to talk about as a high point, but I thought it was real. I thought it it stood out and it was really well done. This episode, like particularly the um, after Dean passes out and he has that little dream vision thing, I thought that mm-hmm. was really well done. And there's like some really good like speed ramp effects in this episode that are pretty cool. All right, well. Uh what what do people have for uh, for what they don't like about the episode? Uh, well, I have. Okay. No, go on. Well, I was going to say that I I I have, and I I understand that the that they're looking for people that were working a certain mo and that this that it didn't match. But apparently, those those two gay guys can't be vampires. Yeah, you know, they're just like oh, oh, they're not vampires. They're kissing each other. They can't be vampires. Well, I think well, they. And I know they were going off of the idea that like the all the victims were teen girls. Yeah, so the, the the MO of the of this vampire was was to go and and get teen girls. I understand that. Yeah. So they were looking specifically for for that. Um for me it was um why didn't he kill Dean when Dean was unconscious? I Yeah, cuz they were all well, I mean for for part of it they were all unconscious cuz they they all Right, but, but they he woke the Boris or whoever <clears throat> woke up before Dean did it, which makes sense because Dean went out after Boris. Yeah, and Boris was opening up the things for. I mean, maybe he wanted to give everybody practice on killing somebody, but I mean, it just didn't make a lot of sense. Why didn't he just cut off his head while he was still unconscious? That that does uh, bleed nicely into my. Uh, low point of the episode, which is that technically Dean should not have survived that whole thing because yeah. they make it a point that like, oh, he's not, 
he's not killed anyone or drank anyone's blood. Therefore, he's not going to be as strong as everyone else. And so, like, they should, like, he should not have been able to take everyone out so easily. Oh, wait a minute. When did they say he wouldn't be as strong as everybody else? Well, the guy, because the guy asks him, um, he says, you know, hey, uh, you know, have you, have you eaten or have, you know, have, right. have you drunk anybody? And, and, you know, Dean lies and says like, oh, yeah, I killed a bunch of people and stuff. And, and the guy says, you know, you know good, because you're going to need your strength. Yeah. So that, so that implies that like, oh, it's like when you, when you, when you feed, you know, you, you become stronger. Well, yeah, that didn't bother me for a couple reasons. One being that um, Dean started out with hunter skills that none of yeah. them, the rest of them have. And two, that's an expression, though. You're going to need your strength and stuff. It's, yeah, you know. It's Id- idiomatic, not necessarily. Uh... Yeah. Well, I decided to take it literally, and therefore that's my little <laughs> point in this episode. As well as you're right. Yes. My low, low point of the episode was just the sort of entire conceit of what Sam was doing. Like, I don't really get it. Like, okay, so I guess now he doesn't have a soul, so whatever. But, like, so he was trying to trap Dean into becoming a vampire so that they could tease out the vampire's lair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I had the same one. I said, Sam cheats. I didn't like I like it. It, it it does uh it it does hinge on an awful lot of assumptions that that Sam is making because you know and it Dean does bring it up you know to be fair he says like you know I I almost killed Ben and Lisa you know like so many things could have gone wrong and almost did you know Dean could have died um so but again you know Sam doesn't have a soul so he's and he doesn't care yeah no, it it would have if it worked, which it did. Then he gets what he wants, and if it doesn't, oh well. I guess my question about it though is like, why do the vamps matter that much? Like, are they the big bads of this season? Like, why do why do you care to find the vampire's nest that much? Well, I mean, you know, because they're because they're on the trail of the alpha in the future in the future episode, and th- these vamps for some reason are more connected to this alpha. Yeah, I mean, I guess the vampires are maybe going to be more. Imp- important going forward just it seems like when we've encountered vamps in the past they haven't really mattered well yeah, that's they've just been well, kind of like minor villains that that is a a retcon issue within the show itself because before the vampires haven't been that important because they weren't because alphas mm-hmm. didn't exist in in the context of the in the mythology of the show itself up until now so now that alphas are a thing oh suddenly vampires are important you know and all monsters are important because there's a head monster you know well, they said that, well, they're important because they're looking for the alphas. Yes. But they also are important because they used to, they thought they were extinct for a while, and then they started coming back, and now they're purposely making lots more, like they're they're on a crusade. The alphas making an army, yeah. Yeah, so it becomes a lot more important. I guess I get it. It just seems sort of like a minor... I, it's just like in the past, right? We've had this like Lucifer and angels and like Satan and all of this sort of like big mythology stuff. And now we're like focusing down on like a mythology that seems so much smaller than the show that it seems weird. 
I don't know if that makes any sense. And then, and, and the reason, and the reason again for for why alphas now exist according to the retcons within the show structure is that because apocalypse basically. No, I think because apocalypse happens. There now. There's, I, now I think they're saying that. No, I think they're saying they always existed, but they just didn't. It wasn't somebody that they ran into a lot because there'd only be one of each. There can be only one. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And these guys die by getting their heads cut off. So, and, see, I had Paul's read on that, too. I thought it was because of the apocalypse. I didn't realize we were supposed to think that these things had always been around. Because they did, yeah, they did have a whole lot of it. They had, they had a little throwaway exposition during the, I think, during the first episode of the season where they're like, and now, now there's all these creatures that aren't behaving the way they used to behave, and there's all these things that are different about them now that the apocalypse happened. Yeah, well... This is a good example of them not behaving like they used to behave. I mean, they've, they haven't tried to make an army before. And nobody's been really looking for alphas before. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is true. They do, they do kind of give themselves an out in the very beginning of the season by saying, like, oh, the monsters are a little bit different than what we knew before. It's crazy now, guys. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Pretty much. So it's like, you know, it's like they don't die exactly the same way or, or you know, or it's harder to kill them or there's like different mythology now. It is, it is a little bit of a cheat, you know, for these new writers to come in and it's like, oh, what if there are alphas now because of uh, Apocalypse? <laughs> so now stuff is different. I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's convenient for you guys. But just because they never mentioned it before doesn't mean they haven't been out there. If you don't look for something, you don't necessarily find it. I mean, I think that that's a really like the right the, the writer the writer in me is uh, is uh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not how writing works. You don't get to do that. It seems like it should have been how it worked, though. It seems to me that like this season in particular, like the the writers tried to do a thing where they they sort of just put you in the middle of the story and, and you don't really understand what's going on and then they drop these big exposition bombs and everything is supposed to make sense and I tend to kind of love that sort of thing with you know the whole mystery and what is going on but they just didn't pull it off very well in this season and you spend a lot of time just confused and wondering what is the point of things yeah I mean it's it's exciting it's just it's revisionist history is the problem well, mm-hmm. I th- I just feel like we're we're discovering it at the same time that Sam and Dean are discovering it. They, you know, it's new to them. This particular stuff is new to them. So, you know, we're just going along with them and finding out at the same time they find. It. Well, same time Dean finds out, not Sam. Same right. time we're we're kind of following Dean. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's because Sam knows more than he's letting on, but Dean is having to play catch up. And so are we. All right. Well, uh, does anybody find this episode particularly quotable? I I found it very quotable. I've only got one quote, so I'm going to read it right now. Newsflash, Mr. Wizard. Vampires pee. <laughs> Yay! At last, an answer to the age-old question. <laughs> Anybody else? 
Uh, yeah, I only have two. I'm going to go with Romero. Seriously? This thing's a national bestseller. How is that possible? And to go along with that, you have, how do you even know about him? Are you kidding me? That kid is everywhere. It's a freaking nightmare. <laughs> oh, this episode is so dated. I know. That was another thing I was thinking. I was like, this must have come out like right when the whole Twilight craze was happening. It did. You know? <laughs> okay. Sure. Because now it's like so hacky. Like, I'm like no, like, like oh, nobody, like nobody cares. It. Taylor Lautner isn't a thing anymore. Like it's just, it's nope. <laughs> yeah. Kristen Stewart's dating like St. Vincent now or something like we're we've moved on as a culture. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I enjoyed Twilight when it came out. I didn't read the books. I did see all the movies because my niece was obsessed and I thought they were perfectly entertaining. Uh, I saw the first movie and I was like, well, I don't hate this. So that's something. Uh, and then I saw the second movie and I was like, yep, this is awful. These are not for me. I'm done. <laughs> I found the second one right. really silly. And then the third one like hit like maximum like peak ridiculousness. And I enjoyed yeah. it the same way that I enjoy like Lifetime movies. I was like, trash <laughs> and I love it. I'm surprised they don't air them on the Lifetime network, to be honest. I can't <laughs> believe there's not more paranormal Lifetime movies. I feel like there really should be. Like there's some, but not enough. I heard so much bad stuff about it, and all the kids in this in my classes were like so into it. And I kept saying to myself, "I'm going to read the books. I'm going to read the books because the kids are into it. And I need to know what the kids are into." And I never read the books, hmm. and I didn't see the movies. The Does book it, was unreadable. Like it's she's not yeah. a very good writer. Like, no. and I mean, like technically a good yeah. writer. Like, it's very hard to read. And that's the sad thing is like it would be it would be fine if like all she ever did was the Twilight books and that was the only success she got. And it's like, OK, fine. You, it was a fluke. But the fact that she then went on to write The Host, which is also bad, and that also got turned into a movie, which is also bad. And it's like, oh, I love that oh. movie. <laughs> Wait, make sure we're talking about the same thing. The Host <laughs> is a um, a uh, it's a it's a young adult thing about it takes place in the in the fu- in like a dystopian future, and there are these aliens, giant monster aliens. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're ta- are you thinking of um, the Korean film, The Host? Yes. Yeah, different movie. Oh. Yeah. Uh, more quotes. Um. No, dude, you reek. You're like a walking hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I only do it. I only do it to get laid, man. Does it work? Kid nods. I'll be damned. All right, mbop your way out of here. Go and use a condom. <laughs> You're pretty. <laughs> Sam, I can't hear you. Your blood is freaking loud. It's so freaking loud. All right, you go with Efron. I got Bieber. <laughs> Looks like your brother has some Campbell in him after all. Man, I really hate Skinner on this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what's a hunter? <laughs> <laughs> the parent in me just... Loves and hates. I can make my own decisions. I'm 17. 
Because that was me, and I so don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you, at least you got my back, right, Sammy? No matter what happens, I can always count on you. Of course, Dean. All right. Well, who wins and who loses this thing? I've got two choices. Personally, <laughs> I've got I've got either I've got either, either I, I could I could go with Dean winning for getting out of vampirism alive, but basically I want nobody. I said no one. Yeah, I, it's a smooth neither for me too. Oh, I said Sam. Really? You think not having a soul means well, you win? We, we no, I I think that I think that he got everything he wanted. He now you right. He got you know. Dean got turned. It was his plan. Dean got turned back. They found the vampire nest. Dean wiped him out. He didn't have to do anything, really. Um, you know, it, his plan worked out just fine. The only problem Dean with it was... the only, Yeah. <laughs> but he got turned back, so that's fine. And uh, he also... Sam got... Um, the only problem was that, that Dean got suspicious of him because he saw saw the look on Sam's face. But other than that, Sam got everything he wanted. That's so that's so weird. That's like like point. like saying Sam mm-hmm. won is like saying a supervillain won because he got to take <laughs> over the world. It's so wrong. <laughs> I know. But but but, but sometimes they do win. But I technically guess. true, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But so wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh I agree. But you know, he did win. <laughs> Um, I went with Dean for not eating anybody. <laughs> there you oh. go. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, you take victories where you can get them. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, he managed uh, to not be a vampire and eventually. And, yeah. I'm John, gonna, what say you? Yeah. Um, like, those are, uh, I can, those are all compelling arguments on each side, but I'm going to go with neither because they're not, they're not strong enough for me to pick one over the other. That means we have... Four neithers, one Dean, one Sam, which shakes it out into a tie. All right. Does anybody want to rate this one first? Uh, Actually, I'm going to rate this one first because I'm talking already. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) I I I enjoyed it and I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, And I know there was some, you know, there were some uh, some consequences for future episodes and things like that. But I I enjoyed it in general. so I'm going to just go ahead and rate it uh, 7 out of 10 locations you later used on the Flash. <laughs> Canada. That's Canada. Uh, yeah, I it was fine. Um, you know, it had its moments. Like I said, you know, like it was it was shot really well. Um, and uh, and I, I tend to enjoy the vampire episodes. So I'm going to give this one 7 out of 10 Edward Cullen body pillows. <laughs> Uh, it was it was all right. Um, th- there were some funny bits, but you know it didn't really it didn't do a whole lot for me. Uh, so I'm gonna give it six out of ten. Blood drives gone wrong. <laughs> um, I I always think this episode is like worse than it is. I think it's just the title is just very unfortunate. <laughs> Um, I always think it's like, you know, one of the really, really bad ones and it's, it's not, it's actually pretty good. Uh, so I'm going to give it seven out of 10 umbops. Yeah. Carol. I actually like this episode. Um, 
the title doesn't bother me because actually I think it's kind of cute in that I know nothing about Twilight. Um, and it took me a little while when I first saw it to realize what was going on because I know nothing about Twilight. Uh, so, and I, I like uh, the whole middle part with Jean being a vampire. Not crazy about Dean with uh, the Lisa and Ben thing, but, you know, it moves the story along. So I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 rapey vampires. <laughs> and I, did, I really did appreciate the, uh, the visual parallel when he holds up the, the book cover with the, the vampire watching the, the girl sleep mm-hmm. from the window and then having that repeated later on with him and Lisa. And, yeah, and, and I, not to mention that that's a major component of the, oh, it's so romantic in Twilight because he watches her sleep. Which is creepy right. as hell. Whereas yeah. anybody else does. Yeah, because it's like, think back to uh, um, Superman Returns. And like, he has a whole thing where he's watching Lois, you know, through the window and stuff. And it's like, that's, and everybody agrees, that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow, I, somehow when, when, you know, when... A, a glittery vampire does it and girls swoon. It's like, wait, wait, make up your damn minds. Yeah, I. when you mentioned that callback, I didn't mention this quote, but I had had it down. Oh, God, I'm Pattinson. Um, <laughs> you know, they. Dean does recognize that, you know, it's like he's doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I actually enjoyed this one more than the crowd for once. Um I thought it was really dumb, and I think the whole conceit of, like, soulless Sam is, I hate it. I already know that I hate it. I think it's, I don't like it. But uh, I thought this was, like, super dumb and fun and entertaining, and I didn't look at my phone once. Whoa. So that is pretty amazing for me, um, and it had a Bauhaus song. So 8 out of 10 Black Rose Bars, which gives us a 7.17. So, you know, not bad. By the way, you guys made me think of something that I had also wanted to bring up. Um, When you were talking about the change in the look of season, I looked up um, technical specifications for the seasons and uh, they changed twice. Uh, Well, they've changed three times, but 35 millimeter they were doing from season one to three. So they were doing that on film. And then in season four, they went to uh, Araflex cameras. Sure. Oh, okay. And Panasonic, some other ca- Panasonic camera, and Red One camera. So they were. So season four, they were they were doing some weird so stuff. But then they went, it, they went digital. Yeah, the red, yeah. The red one, yeah. The, it looks like they were trying a few different things. And then in season six through nine, it doesn't say anything about five. I don't know what they were doing in five, but <laughs> in season six through nine, it says they were went to a ProRes four 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 negative format, and and some various cameras and stuff. Um, oh right, the four through six they were doing using a Red One camera, and then six through seven a Canon and stuff. But anyway, yes, so they've kept upgrading through the seasons. But they yeah. have had, they did have, and still have, I believe, the same. Um, oh, the same. Uh, used to call it a cinematographer the other day. It's um, not. It's uh, yeah, yeah, director photography. Yeah. yeah. 
they've had the same guy and he's considered amazing by the crew and everything and kind of like a um Superman kind of guy. Okay, so we're not we're not clear on whether they changed house style per se in terms of the the filters and things like that, but they definitely changed uh, changed units. Right. And yeah. Well, I mean that that can that that can make all the difference. Yeah. I, mean, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. Like certain certain HD cameras will bring out certain colors more, and that's why the red is called a red, not just mm-hmm. because the camera itself is red, but but. It, when you shoot with it, it it does tend to elevate anything that's red more than every other color. They also do have a thing that was mentioned in one of the commentaries um, back uh, when the Jin had taken over Dean, and they had that kind of he was in another world sort of yeah. thing. Um, the, the comment was made; it was very sunny, and apparently they got notes from from the studio or something saying, hey, why can't you have it be brighter like this more often? And they said, take us out of Vancouver and we'll be more than happy yeah. to. <laughs> right. You know, it's like they they do have an issue with it, you know, being cloudy and rainy most of the time. So mm-hmm. there's some days when they get a bright sunlight, it's, yeah, The same thing happened with X-Files between, between – uh, Vancouver and LA that a lot of really bright bright and shiny episodes happened after they moved. Mm-hmm. I mean it's just cuz it was so hard to it's hard it's hard to make Vancouver be really really bright. Yeah. Yeah, especially when they shoot outdoors all the time. Well, you may be able to guess by the change in audio quality we forgot something. And what we forgot happens to be feedback. So, we've got from Nutty This is a fun one, and Dean is a certifiable get-off-my-lawn-old-man in this one. I cringe when he returns to Lisa and Ben in this, not fair to them at all. It's a big one because of what we learn about Sam, but other than that, it's a fun monster of the week. So many vampire in-jokes. Thanks, Nutty. All right, uh, well, should we move on to the next episode of The Cluster? Or do I guess this this is an opportunity if there's anything else that we missed to mention first, but... I can't think of anything. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked it. All right. Next episode on our list, season six, episode six, You Can't Handle the Truth. Dean gets cursed by the goddess of truth, causing everyone around him to reveal their deepest, most honest feelings. All right. Uh, what, do, what do people like about this thing? I personally, I liked oh, yeah. that it was pure trash. Like this was <laughs> super dumb, and I loved it. The goddess was like that was like a lifetime movie network character. Like, yeah, it was intensely silly. Uh, I liked that they, they moved. They they were getting movement on on Sam's. They're making good progress on what's going on with Sam. And that I was afraid that it, they were going to kind of like just just hint and draw it out. And I mean, I know that we still don't know exactly what is going on yet during this episode, but uh, I like that there was progress. Uh, I like uh, Lisa's brutal honesty when she's talking to Dean on the phone about Sam and their relationship. Because mm-hmm. it was like. You know, she because she even says like, "Oh, I'm you know that came off more harsh than it 
than I meant it. And I'm like, no, I think that was just right. Like, I think it was something like that he needed to hear in it and in exactly that tone. I thought it was great. Hmm. I don't know. It wasn't, uh, I don't, I don't have a lot of good things to say. All right. So. Well, what's your favorite bit? I liked the lady in the bar with the boobs. She was pretty awesome. <laughs> she was great. <laughs> that's that's what I took away. That was your favorite yeah, takeaway. Your high yeah, point. That's my high point. She had two. She did. <laughs> They're pretty high. <laughs> I like Dean's reaction to the whole truth thing. Um, in in general, I enjoy the fact that Dean just takes these things kind of for granted as they happen. It's like, oh, okay, now I'm under the spell. And he starts experimenting and that kind of thing. I, you know, I enjoyed that. Bobby's little confessions. Bit. <laughs> yeah, Bobby's little confessions. I, I liked. Uh, I liked the way Dean, you know, tried to use it to his best advantage and and so forth. Find out what's going on with Sam and so. Forth. And they had a little twist, with Sam. I like the fact that that Sam seemed to be. They, Dean took it as okay. This is solved, and then it turned out that it was just the opposite. Yes, I like that. I uh, I didn't like this one very much. I I don't. It's normally not one of my favorites, but I normally am not just completely bored by it. I don't know if it was because I was distracted and in a lot of pain, but I just didn't really do much for me. I do love, I, my high point is uh, the conversation with Bobby and you know, his <laughs> pedicures and all that stuff. Um, and I actually did have, toward the end, um, I had a, a moment of insight where uh, the first time that, first several times, I guess, that I watched this episode and, you know, at the end of it, Dean beat Sam unconscious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of thought, that's just rage. But when I was watching it tonight, I, I, I think I've just the way it was done and Jensen's acting made me sort of rethink the whole thing there. I don't think it's rage. I think that it was a very calculated beatdown. He, he he kept going until there was no more sign of consciousness. Yeah, I agree. And then he immediately stopped. He was completely in control. Yep. He just wanted to take Sam out until he could figure out what to do with him. Yep, I agree. It can be two things. <laughs> no, so that I, bumped it up a point in my rating. Yeah, I've already always read it that way because he seems so businesslike when he does it. Yeah, yeah. I just sort of assumed that it was you know rage and betrayal and stuff, but I don't think so anymore. Oh. I'm with you on that. All right, uh, we on to low points. <laughs> Does anybody have any low points? <laughs> it doesn't sound like anybody in this uh, cast will have any low points in this one. Uh, I have, I have one. Um, I just structurally, I felt that the the phlebotanum took too long to be revealed, um, and I actually felt that the 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 red herring phlebotanum, you know, the the Gabriel's horn or whatever it was, yeah. the horn of truth. I thought that was more interesting, and I thought it like it should have been that, given with Agreed. like given yeah. the pre- given the previous episodes dealing with um, uh, that angel. I, I, I suddenly forgot his name, but his whole thing about 
his whole thing about stealing objects from heaven yeah. and scattering them and stuff. Balthazar. Balthazar. Thank you. Yeah. Balthazar. Yeah. Like I thought I was like, oh, well, that makes perfect sense. Like, yeah, that's what it should be. And then just like in the last in like the third act, all of a sudden, oh, no, it's this completely other thing that we haven't built up to at all. <laughs> like, like, oh, all right, whatever. I did not. Yeah, my biggest problem with this episode is that it was really dumb. Like, <laughs> the same thing I enjoyed was also its downfall. I mean, this is like so stupid. Those cats, like, just eating random dead people. <laughs> I, I, so I, always, stupid. I always remember this one as being even worse than it is. Um, this is just like when Annie was saying about, about Twihard, yeah. which I, I actually kind of like that one. This one I always remember as being, like, the worst. And it wasn't as bad. <laughs> when you go into something expecting it to be really awful, it's really not as bad. Um, <laughs> this thing that I didn't like was how they figured out who Veritas was and then Veritas herself <laughs> and everything around Veritas. Um, that, you know, the cats, as you say, the cats, the thing, I, I you know, I, all that was definitely low point. I, I appreciated that they, uh, they, they went to some effort to make a slightly different, uh, true face when she, when you see her true face for a second and it's, it, it's all, kind mm-hmm. of like, I liked, I enjoyed that. But, uh, one thing that I didn't like was I didn't like uh, I didn't like Sam's face acting during that interview with the sister. I I found it really weird, and I I wasn't sure what he was going for. And uh, you know, I think he was going for stone faced, but just be, just the way that uh, Jared Padalecki's face is is shaped and defined, like it 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 looked like he was just smiling through it, like he was just. I don't know, like, sm- like smugly enjoying her suffering or something, and it's. Just, I, I, don't... I I think he was being pretty smug. Yeah, he. Yeah. I got the feeling he was going for calculating. I mean, that's what I you know that he was he was calculating and he was very pleased with himself that uh, you know he was he was not being the normal Sam. Yeah. There, there's been a lot of of hints, you know things that were not quite right ever since the beginning you know the first episode i almost wonder whether he was playing with the ambiguity of the of the you know maybe maybe it's actually lucifer in there and he's actually really having a good time doing this but i just i found the shifting of his face to be just uh distracting and weird you know this this i think the problem here is when you when you have an actor who's who's playing someone in this in this case without a soul, you would think what would come with that is someone that wouldn't have much like emotion either, but yet Sam still does, and it reminds me of um, if anybody's ever seen that movie Equilibrium, starring uh, Christian Bale and Tay Diggs. Uh, it's um, the the whole premise of that is that like emotions have be, have become outlawed and so like people are supposed to take these injections uh this like medicine that like that removes emotions from them and so like everybody's supposed to be like stone-faced but like the villain in that movie is the most like like cackling mustache twirling like smiley <laughs> super villain ever and it's like, no, you're not supposed to have any emotion. What are you doing? 
So, well, I think what I mean. There's a. I get the feeling Sam is pleased with. He, he he's pleased with himself when things work when he has a plan and it works out. And I think he was kind of feeling pleased that he had figured this woman out and he was like lording it over um, Dean just a little bit because it's like, look what I did. No, but he was, but he was, he had that, he had that face on him with the second woman that, that, that Dean wasn't around for the, the woman that he, that he was, you know, questioning and she was like crying, you know, about her friend or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he had the same face on and it was like, what are you, what are you doing? (laughs) I I think he was just very pleased with himself. I just, it's just weird that he would, that he would be pleased with himself at all, given that he has no soul. Like, where does that, where is that coming from? I, I, maybe they were trying to, you know, sort of play along the, you're, you're still guessing what's wrong with Sam at this point. Oh yeah. And that, that expression reminds me quite a lot of the one that Lucifer wore in the future when he was wearing Sam's face and Dean saw him at the end of that episode. That is uh, true. It is so very loose. Maybe Lucifer. they were you know still trying to play along that you know guessing game they're, a little bit. Yeah, and because that that is when uh, when when they start investigating it uh that is the the go-to assumption that like oh he must be it must not be Sam it must be Lucifer or something. Right. So I guess that's I guess that's what what the writers were trying to do was like give us a red herring and make us think that that's where they were going with it. Maybe. Hey, Darcy, did you have a low point? Um, not really. It was just kind of the, I didn't like the way Sam was acting like he had his man period. It was boring. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was it. So I guess I better get used to it because I don't know how he's going to get out of that one. Well, I went with the visceral and said the, the drilling to death. That was just toe-curlingly gross. Mm. Oh, that was awful. I've never been able to watch that, like, without like turning away i am i am thankful that in that whole confession in that scene that we we were never told just how old the girl was yeah i'm i'm thankful for that yeah Yeah. because she could have been 12 she could have been three so she could have been 17 (laughs) yeah or she could have been two months old we have no idea yeah. Well, no, I mean, he says that, like... I guess she's talking and It stuff, was during right? a sleepover, so... Three. It's not <laughs> 17. Also, he, he could Does, get away it, with it because, she, you know, so you know she's pretty young. Do 17-year-olds have sleepovers? I, not as no, much. You kind of get over that when you're, what, 14? Yeah. And, and... I feel like those peaked at, like, six or seven. I don't know. I guess everybody's different. Not around here. We have have a kid over here every other day, it feels like. Yeah, follow me. That's more of a sleeping over than a a sleepover. Yeah. The the thing is also when he says that, you know, he knew he could get away with it. Well, he's got to have somebody who's young enough who's he can get to not tell. You know. You're kind of talking somebody. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not uh. good. No matter what, it's not good. You know what? I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to talk about that either. He was, 
He was so thankful that it hadn't been mentioned, so we all mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so let's uh, watch it again, just that part. <laughs> no, Thanks, no, thank guys. Uh, have we gotten everybody's low point? So we could do I think so. quotes. And actually, I, I didn't I didn't write down any quotes during the episode except <laughs> for I wrote down Darcy's quote. What was my quote? Darcy's quote was, oh, she's going to have to get more gauze. <laughs> <laughs> Best quote. All of the gauze. I actually had like two. The other one, uh, Twihard, I had like a whole half a page, but when I had two. Care to share one of them? Sure. I flavored it with my own seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a lot for this episode because it's it's just not very quotable but I do have one clear favorite and it's uh, did you know my first girlfriend turned out to be a nope nope mm -mm." (laughs) (laughs) just a nice job on that (laughs) sometimes I think I can't get pregnant because God knows my marriage is a sham why did I say that I mean, I've been snorting or oxy all day. Why'd I say that? <laughs> and then Dean says, I think I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were gone for like two seconds. Where did you look? Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. I'm sitting like this so you'll look at my breasts. I just bought them. I need a lot of attention. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do that and it would have been funnier coming from me because I'm a guy. <laughs> Sorry. That doesn't mean you couldn't no. have just bought breasts. That's okay, you know. <laughs> no, you, you don't know. Well, I did, well I did have I did steam some chicken breast earlier today. Exactly. Yes, yeah, it's the same And you thing. do need a lot of attention. <laughs> Podcasters. Not really. Just throw them in the steamer and come back in 30 minutes and they're good. Podcasters need a lot of attention. Oof, it's true. I know I do. <laughs> Listen to me. Oh my gosh, I did that all day at work. I am so over it. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about who wins and who loses this thing? Sure. I I went with nobody for sure. This did like you? a solid nobody in this one. Dean loses on all relationship fronts and really. I I said he won, but I have no idea why I said that. Really? Yeah. I, I I said he won because he found out what was um, he got an answer to the whole Sam question. He doesn't know it's wrong yet, but oh. he he knows that there's a problem and he's. It's admitted, and he's... Yeah, it's not all in Dean's head. There's definitely something wrong with Sam. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and that's been driving Dean a little nuts, so... Yeah, I went with Dean for the same reason. It's it's really his episode, you know, him sleuthing out what is wrong with his brother. <laughs> yep. So... And he didn't have to stab him in the throat while he slept. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's a plus. I'm yeah. going to go with neither... Because, again, like, just, you know, like, everything fell apart for Dean. And it's not like Sam won anything, so. No, Sam definitely. Well, I mean, you could make a case that it's better for him 
to for Dean to have found out in the long run it's better for him because now there's a chance of him being helped but oh yeah no i mean that's i don't all think well, he would look that way <laughs> that's i mean that's all well and good it's just yeah. that like because of everything else that happened to dean uh yeah. it like it cancels that out for me so i yeah. can't i can't recommend that he won no i'm i'm with dean winning myself but. all right i'm also a neither which gives us three neithers three deans wow and you know what that, that means we got a tie <laughs> oh wow another tie <laughs> Wow. Let's see when that, what happens next one. All right, who wants to rate first? Oh, I'll rate. Okay. Oh, gosh. Boy, this episode was hard to get through. Uh, I'm going to... I really don't even have a whole lot more to say than that. I'm just going to say I'm going to get... Giving it a 4 out of 10 boob jobs. <laughs> At least it's an even number. I'm, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, I, I did that on purpose. <laughs> um, I thought it was... It was fine. It's just, it was meh. Like I, it had, it was, there were parts that were really funny, but it was a real problem for me that, that, that the phlebotanum just came out of nowhere at the last minute, you know, and, and the, and the other thing was felt really wasted to me. So I'm going to give this one six out of 10 truth bombs. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was, uh, I thought I, I enjoyed that there was some arc significance for this this season. I enjoyed that there was some goofy stuff, but all in all, I just wasn't able to to, to come down as uh, as firmly feeling much of anything for it. So I'm giving it six out of ten. Project Mayhem chefs. <laughs> nice, Annie or Carol. Um, yeah. Go Go on, Annie. Go ahead, Carol. (laughs) We're all so polite. No, you go. No, you go. (laughs) Please, please. Um, Oh, oh, okay. Okay. You hang up. No, you. (laughs) I love you, Mark, though. As I said, I, I always think of this because I, in my head, what I remember is the goddess. And so I always think of this as being a really awful episode, but it's actually it's not nearly as bad as I remember. Um, there's actually some stuff that's, that's pretty good. And I like the way, um, things, it makes things move along. And, uh, I, I really like Dean in the episode. So I'm going to go with six out of 10, 1940s Hollywood goddess outfits. Very good. Nice. I, uh, like I said, I did not enjoy this one all that much. I was very distracted. Um, but I did, I always enjoy watching, you know, Dean finally decide to buckle down and just figure out what's going on. Uh, given the first opportunity, it's, it's nice. So I liked watching this stuff with him and I liked, um, the conversation he had with Bobby is always my favorite part. Um, and it gets an extra point because of, you know, that re- revelation I had about the purpose of that beatdown, <laughs> um, which, you know, is maybe not entirely fair, but I'm going to do it anyway. Right. I'm going to give it a seven out of ten murdered mittens. Oh, <laughs> oh. Sacrifice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that this episode was entertaining. I did like that the goddess was dressed like a 40s movie star. Um, 
and those demon kitties were pretty funny. Um, but other than that, it was just like total trash. And like, I don't think that people are quite as mean as they are in this. Like, I would like to think that if I had taken a truth telling serum, I wouldn't just be like insulting people all day long. But, you know, I don't know. (laughs) So I'm going to give this one a six and a half out of ten evil human eating kitties, which gives this a 5.92, which is slightly above average, which I think is just right. right. Yeah, I think think the actress... um, did we? I don't remember. Did we tabulate the writings for the previous episode yeah, we yeah, talked we about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they reason, were um, seven point one seven. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I totally blocked blacked out at some point. I, yeah, no, I was going to say the the actress that played the goddess. I think she did a lot better as the uh, as a full on comic book character on Smallville when she was, uh, you know, the, the the goofiness of Smallville kind of helped helped uh, somehow. This this role I didn't like her as much in. She, oh, where was she, she on was Smallville? Satana. Oh, okay, yeah. I think that worked out a lot better for her. But like I said, that's a more of a goofy. Sure. That that show in general is a little bit more of a goofy atmosphere in general. Plus, Satana is just a a more interesting character. Also, that actress has like the most intense like. Canadian accent and I was like the whole time she was talking I was like it's really funny that this like Greek goddess or whatever she's supposed to be has this voice but anyway I I always find the Canadian accents really funny the way they you know sorry the truth hurts eh? (laughs) (laughs) at one point I was saying that you know it's like with all the Canadian shows going on there for a while, the adults were pretty good at covering the Canadian accents, but I think they've run through all those actors now. Yeah, because I was and, I was watching uh, I was watching Riverdale, and Mr. Blossom has a serious. I mean, he's full on Canadian. He's way Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Canadian. yeah. <laughs> but it used to be that the that the adult actors were pretty good at covering it, but the kids weren't. So I like had this whole theory about how you know. Someday people were going to look at it and say, aha, you know, Canada was taking over the United States one child at a time, you know. (laughs) (laughs) If only that were true. Infiltrating. Yeah, really. (sighs) Anyway. Hey, I'm back. We forgot something. And that's feedback. Yeah. Deja vu. Uh, From Nutty. Meh, not that fun an episode, lots of mythology, but you could learn most of that in a then and now sequence. It was mildly fun to hear people's truths to Dean, but the truths to other characters were disturbing, and I think that town is filled with horrible people. Why'd I tell you that? Thanks, Nutty. Yeah, this one was an episode. All right. And- <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. And if you didn't like that one, we've got one more for you tonight. John, tell us about it. Last episode in our cluster, Season 6, Episode 7, Family Matters. Grandpa Samuel interrogates an alpha vampire looking for purgatory. Meanwhile, the brothers learn Sam left his soul behind in Lucifer's cage. Bum, 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 bum. And uh, that's kind of my high point, really. My high point is that, hey, you know, so Sam has no soul, and Crowley's, Crowley's back in the mix. And like uh, more more solidly than just uh, just dealing with uh, Bobby's soul. 
Yeah, that was the high point for me too. It was just that that plot twist was a really good plot twist that I did not yeah. see coming. Yeah. And I've already seen the episode the before. <laughs> I'd forgotten. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, Crowley." And "Ooh, Christian's been a, a, a you know, a demon this whole time, you know." Yeah, I I have down uh, the reveal of the season mythology was the high point along with the dynamic between Sam and Dean as Dean tries to f- figure out what all this means. I like that too. Yeah, we might be done with Grumpy Corky. I really liked the uh, the vampire daddy. He was I loved his character. Mm-hmm. I just did, and he, he's kind of he's yeah. he's kind of yummy too. I like that. So <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, whoever that guy, he was. Uh, I thought he the actor did a really good yeah. job. He was mm-hmm. even though he was like tied up and sitting in a chair, he was very uh, menacing, intimidating. Great mm-hmm. job. Yes. Yeah, I like him. Uh, is that everybody's do, highs? Do you already hit all the highs? I think I so. Think we might have. What? We got to do that. We all agreed. Oh, well, then, then, then there, there's got to be people with some uh, low points. Yeah, there's low points. Yeah, my low point. Uh, all the Campbells. Yeah. Every scene. <laughs> Samuel is a douchebag. That's what I wrote down. Ooh, such a d bag. I've got just the that while I enjoy that Crowley's back and that there seem that he seems to be into the mix for for a larger part of the season by the sound of it. I, I, real estate. So this whole thing's about real estate. Yeah, I don't know. Jeez, <sighs> I know. Well, he is a he is a bald, about- he is a bald guy. <laughs> well, not not Crowley, but yeah. uh, but uh, Sam. He's a, I mean, he's Lex, Lex Luthor. I, I, well, you have to, you know, how much do you trust Crowley? Yeah, no, not how much. much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, that whole thing at the end between Samuel and and Dean and Sam, um, you know, and they just let him go. I was kind of like, okay, you know, maybe killing him is is a little extreme, but like I've seen. Dean beat up Sam for less. So at least punch the guy. He clearly deserves it. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't know this guy. Like, I don't know. I agree with you on. I mean, I would have liked to seen Dean do something to the guy. Just, he suffered yeah. no consequence. And that was a horrible thing that he did. Yeah. Do you know that either he hits people he loves or people he can absolutely not stand at all? So, I think that this guy must be somewhere in the middle, and that's why I didn't hit him. <laughs> this guy's a it's grandpa. It's his grandpa. Uh, he, he <laughs> yeah, exactly. Grandpa. There's a difference yeah, between just, punching never, your brother and punching your grandfather. grandfather yeah. I just never, like, that. Yeah. It is like, it's like, uh, we're family. I was like, well, then this is a bigger offense. Then you deserve a knuckle sandwich. I'm sorry. Right, yeah. Also, and I don't know if this is, I can't remember. Like, they, he'd never met the grandpa, right? Like, isn't this like a totally new person no, in his life? Met, yeah, no, he'd met him in the past. In the past. Yeah, well, remember when he went back? And, no, I and, meant when he was like a little kid no, yeah, or whatever. Oh, no. Well, he was he was dead before um, before his parents got married. Okay, well, then it doesn't matter. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I don't really get that like i think if i traveled back in time and met my grandfather and he was an asshole like i could still punch him in the face right <laughs> yeah he, he didn't seem like he was an ass back well a little bit back when he knew him in the 70s 
He met him in the seventies. He saw him die in the seventies. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So I mean, that's right. Because I remember the first time being like, "Oh, Skinner." <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he does have like a history with him, and he saw his mother with him, you know, and all of that. So, like, there is positive stuff. I guess. But <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not convinced. No, he should have punched him. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a, I'm with you, John. The guy is being horrible. I mean, there's no two ways about it. He's he's awful. Horrible okay. enough for a punch to the face. <laughs> At least. Yeah. Just one. Like that's all I ask. <laughs> I think killing him would have been going a little too far. For sure. Yeah. Hey Darcy, what's your little point? Mm, I think I I was kind of let down that 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 Sam's man period was that he doesn't have a soul. I was just kind of let down that that was the problem. That's the only you, you thought it was something bigger. I it's big. Yeah, but. it's big. But I was like, meh. All right. It, it didn't seem like a very you're you're rooting for good possession. Excuse. I was hoping for something better than that. Yeah. Well, if nothing, at least we didn't have to see Sam have sex again. Well, I suppose. Thank heavens for small favors. See what I did there. <laughs> Uh, is that everybody's low points? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. we all just didn't really like it. Yeah. Well, can I steal the first? I guess I... Crowley is king of hell. Yeah, he's king, mm. king of hell. Well, that was interesting. Like the mythology part, I totally thought was interesting. Didn't we know that already, though? Yeah, I think it had been mentioned so, at some point. Didn't yeah. We? Yeah. It feels like uh, like Balthazar mentioned it, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Or somebody. So I so I so I I can't I can't give that one to this episode because we already knew that. Yeah. Mm. I I, uh, I thought it was Did interesting we? that that uh, they're they're looking for he's looking for someone to verbally declare the 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 uh, location of purgatory, like it's it's kind of like uh, you know, can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? It's not something you can just say. <laughs> you can't just say, you know. Where, where is I, maybe it's my maybe it's my puny human brain trying to comprehend a metaphysical destination, but I don't think that you can just. Oh, here's where it is. I'll not, tell you. You know, you were never able to find Sesame Street either. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it's not there, as yeah, far as I know. I, I know. Turn, turn, turns out that's where Bugs Bunny was trying to go that whole time in all those cartoons, and he kept <laughs> taking a wrong turn <laughs> at Albuquerque. It does seem kind of pedestrian to be looking f- for a place, but then again, that might be the only way they can express what it is that they want. Yeah. To, as you say, our puny brains. Yeah, there might be something more to it than just, uh, we need more space. We're running out of room in hell, it seems to be what they're, <laughs> what they seem to be implying in some way. Um, hey, uh, so, Carol, I guess you get first crack at quote. Oh. Um, is he Sam? You raise an interesting philosophical question. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, this is a vessel. My true form is approximately the size of your Chrysler building. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he say something like, stop bragging? Yeah. 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 Huh? <laughs> yeah. What's so important that you're the king of hell's cabana boy, huh? What did he offer you? Girls? Money? 
hair. <laughs> <laughs> Since when do you give a crap about vampires? Since, uh, what's today, Friday? Okay, let's see. Since, mind your own business. <laughs> This will be unpleasant. Bite down on this. If there's some place that's soothing to you, you should go there in your mind. <laughs> Sam, what do you feel now? Well, I feel like my nose is broken. <laughs> right. Of course, your problems always come first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ratings. Ratings. Hmm. I, I guess the mythology was probably the best part. Yeah, that they're getting you back know, to I it. Really, I, I guess that we are getting back back on track there. So, yeah, I'll give them a little credit for that. Um, uh, you know, it wasn't that great of an episode. Um, other than that vampire daddy. So I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 angel enemas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, I agree that, uh, that the, the mythology is the high point. They're getting back into, uh, you know, finding, we're finding our way into what's going on this season. And, uh, I, like I said, I appreciate the Crawley's back. That was one of my, my part of my high point. So I'm going to give it a seven out of 10 angel cavity shirt at uh, angel cavity searches. Ooh, very close. Well, I was in, that's in the episode. Okay. Mentioned it. Yeah. I was, uh, I was happy to see Castiel back into the mix. Uh, even, even though it was briefly, um, cause you know, it's just whenever, whenever he's not in an episode, like his absence is really felt by me. Uh, so I was happy to see him. Uh, really, like you guys said, the the digging back into the mythology like really helped this episode a lot because because everything before that was just it's just like oh my god Samuel's so much of a jerk for so much of the time. Um, but I did like the uh, the alpha vampire. I thought he was cool. So I'm going to give this one seven out of ten sleeper demons. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, this one just—I don't know. It's—it's the—the only thing that's good about it is, um, to me, is the the huge chunk of plot arc, which the whole episode is huge chunk of plot arc. So you know, it's good on that level. But the whole—I don't know—just the the way that it's working out um, with the Campbells. I just don't like them. I've never quite been able to figure out why but i just they every time they're involved in an episode it just totally turns me off you know i think part of it stems from the fact that like they carry on like they're like the best thing ever and they've not earned it with us the audience whereas they treat sam and dean like crap and we've had you know five seasons with them earning our respect Maybe oh, that's no. it. Yeah, you know that. At least that, that's, that's good, what it is for me. That's a good point. I think that, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. So it's it's a good, you know, really good episode for plot advancement. Oh, it's, I so appreciate that at this point. Um, and I'm gonna give it seven out of ten. Really tough press on nails. 
<laughs> Carol. Um, one of the reasons, probably the main reason I picked this cluster to do was the fact that it it started out um, with Dean really realizing that there was something major with uh, Sam and resolves it in this episode as far as what it is that's wrong with Sam. So you get the answers and so forth. Um, I agree about the Campbells. Don't like them. Um, uh, the comment in the last episode about, oh, I guess there's some Campbell and Dean after all. And we're all like, wait a minute. Dean's been badass for, <laughs> you know, five years now. Yeah, it's like, why does that suddenly make him a Campbell? <laughs> Who the hell are you to, you know? But it does give you, a pr- that one gives you kind of a perspective of how they're looking at Dean that, you know. Um, so in this one, again, a huge mythology bringing in things that uh, I assume we can assume are going to be involved in the rest of the season. You know, some little threads and stuff. Resolving some. So I, I like the episode... I'm not crazy about it, but I like it. Um, I'm going to go with 8 out of 10 Crowley bitches. <laughs> All right. So this one really broke the cardinal rule of um, Supernatural for me, which is um, it was really, really boring. And that's the one thing I can't abide in any of these episodes. Like, if I'm entertained, then at least it's like it was worth my time. But I did not feel like this was even remotely worth my time. Um, the mythology stuff was the only thing worth watching this for. And the rest of the time, I felt like it was just boring family drama that I didn't care about because it was like a bunch of characters that are, I don't care. So um, I gave this one a three out of 10. Urkels, this was Family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this episode got a six point one seven. I can live with that. Yeah, that seems fair. A little high, but I just realized we didn't do our who won Winners? this episode. Yeah, okay, so we'll have to do that oh, okay. now. We'll do it now. Uh, I had nobody again. <laughs> I had Dean. I don't know why. I had, I have Dean. Uh, he got he got more answers. Okay. Hmm. And yeah. And he got answers about Grandpa. He got answers about Sam. He got lots of answers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with Dean for that. That's good. I had Dean for the same reason. I actually went with Sam for for still retaining enough of whatever, you know, composes Sam to trust Dean and follow his lead, even if he doesn't understand why. Right, so that means that the winner is Dean. We finally got a winner. winner. That's Excellent. exciting. Yay! Um, I had a couple of extra potpourri things here. Uh, two less consequential ones and one one bigger one. Uh, I, I, early on, we had noted that uh, Castiel seemed really gravelly, and it's. I think it's. He's either moderated somewhat now that he's in in more, or I'm just getting used to him. It's, he sounded still like kind of overly gravelly to me, but. Yeah. I think he started backing it off after a while because it was really messing up his throat. Yeah. It, yeah. He's mentioned that a few times that if he had realized how long he was going to be on the show, he would not have done that voice. 
if I knew this was going to be 27 years of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was the same thing with the suit. I mean, he was supposed to be on, I think, I don't think he was even supposed to have a five, five episode arc or anything. And so when they took him to wardrobe, they just found this badly fitting suit. And it was like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. And now he's been stuck with it for <laughs> oh, some time. You know. Yeah. And then when they when they had to make him a new suit, it was like, oh, good. I'm finally going to get a new suit. So they made it fit just as badly as the last one because they <laughs> just make it match. And then I, I also just noted in uh, You Can't Handle the Truth that uh, Cassiel pours Dean a drink. You know, oh, yeah. It's the, devil, the devil's pouring your drinks for you, right? Uh, hmm. That's good. Uh, but but my, my my more consequential other other bit is just that now now going forward that we know that Sam has no soul, does that make him more predictable? Can we figure out what he's going to do from from episode to episode, or is he still going to be unpredictable because of that lack lack of that uh, grounding? Well, you'll just have to point. wait and see. Yeah, it's not necessarily a question that needs answers for yeah. you guys, but uh... no, it's an interesting point, though. It's nice my to know question... that it's on your mind. Well, you could tell again that we forgot something and that's uh, you get the picture uh, from nutty so trusting skinner was the wrong way to go this whole episode could be skipped except for the opening scene and the crowley scene at the end so Cass and crowley we need this for mythology sam is soulless and samuel has been working for crowley okay moving on so of this cluster one was a fun episode thanks nutty my question for the other newbies is how long before he gets his soul back what do y'all think? Oh, I yeah. think it lasts the whole season. Really? I think we get about five more episodes. I think we're going the whole season without us all. Five. Why? She is so clear about that. Exactly. Why that particular number? <laughs> I don't know. It has to do with uh, just just the the general arc of things. I bet. I bet in five. In five. Huh? Okay. So we we've got. All right. So this, this is, is episode seven. What episode of the season is? Yes. So, so you're saying by episode twelve, anybody we're else see that Google soul right back? Now? Yeah. Yeah, family family matters <laughs> is seven. So, yeah. Well, episode episode twelve or so would be the the middle of the That's season. Midpoint, so, yeah. 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 Ooh, that might be a good guess. I know yeah. I'm pretty good at this stuff, but I could I'm gonna say I don't know. I'm gonna say right before the end. Okay. So, like, what? How many episodes does this season have? Twenty. I uh, like twenty-two. I'm gonna say episode yeah. twenty. We get that soul back. Hmm. Just in time to head into whatever final battle they have for this particular season. Yeah. 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 Now, I, 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 I'll have him his his soul returning as the payoff for the end of the whole darn season, personally. Oh, God. I don't know if I could deal with that long. <laughs> oh, this is fun. Jeez. All right, well. Y'all, I have to say that watching the chunks is much better for me. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's working for the rest of y'all, but I, for me, I, I it's like much the way easier. this is working out. Yeah. Sure. Well, what, what yeah. are we doing? Because I don't think I could have talked about this episode for no. any longer. You know, like there's no way we could have done a step by step on this. Yeah. Well, okay. I almost, I almost segued, but let's uh, thank you again, Carol, for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. We always appreciate Absolutely. you and all of your insights. Well, I enjoy looking stuff up for you. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Uh, hey, hey, John, so what, what, is, what is coming up next for us? Next for us on the slate is another cluster. 
Uh, we'll be covering the next three episodes, which will be season six, episodes eight, nine, and ten, which are titled thusly, All Dogs Go to Heaven, Clap Your Hands If You Believe, and Caged Heat. All right, so we've got uh, <laughs> we've got a cartoon episode, and then we've got uh, fairies, and uh, and and uh, a prison another prison episode. <laughs> I'm going to be real mad if there's a dead dog. Me too. If I have to deal with a dead dog. Uh, 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 uh. I'm not up for that. Yeah, the, re- the whole reason. Yeah, me neither. Whole- I will not be down with the that. The whole reason that I'm not going to see a dog's purpose is because they guarantee that that dog is going to die multiple times in that yep, in the movie. Yeah, can't do it. <laughs> yep. Never gonna yep. Nope. Never going to see it. I'll never watch that movie. <laughs> nope. Nope. All right, well, uh, if there's nothing else to go through, I'll... Uh... Uh, Actually, yeah, I wanted to promote something real quick. Yes. Ooh. Um, and I actually can't remember if I brought this up before or not. But uh, last month, uh, Annie and I got together uh, at her house, <laughs> and I, uh, I, re- I recorded and uploaded to YouTube – her playing for the first time the video game The Last of Us, which I have mentioned on this podcast before. Uh, so the the first uh, two chapters of that game and her playthrough are up on my YouTube channel. Uh, if you just type, if you just go to YouTube and in the search bar just type in Annie uh, and The Last of Us, you'll find it. Um, it'll be under my name. But uh, that was a lot of fun, um, and uh, I'll be up. I'll probably be uploading uh, another s- section of that uh, probably tomorrow. Uh, I gotta, I gotta get to work on that in terms of the editing. But uh, it's it's funny to bring this up while Carol is here uh, because there is a character in the game that uh, Annie has not met yet, uh, who is played by uh, w-, w Earl Brown, who was in Deadwood. As far as I know. Ah. Yes. Yes. Who is he in Deadwood? Uh, that I don't know. Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, oh. I want to make sure he's, he's the, I'm not great at names. So I want to make sure he's the person I th- I'm thinking he is. Um, I think he's um, oh, the, the guy who... Um, uh, owns the hotel. Is that who he is? Oh, gosh. I think I can picture a face, but I don't know the name. Um, I'm sorry. What are his first initials? Uh, his name is W. Earl Brown. W. Earl. Okay. I had the I had the W, but not the Earl. Oh, no. that guy. Yeah, okay. I know that guy. Okay. Well, he anyway, he's going to show up in the game later uh, just to... Oh no, he's oh okay. Sorry, yeah, he he's um, Swearingen's right hand guy. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I had I had him mixed up. I'm bad with names. <laughs> I don't remember right. his character name. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But, uh, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the game is a a, a post apocalyptic uh, survival horror game, uh, third person. Uh, it is it is very. Uh, it is an emotional roller coaster, to say the least. Uh, and, and Annie has has already had a couple of firsthand experiences with that, and hopefully, 
uh, we can do more in the future. But uh, I'm, I'm real excited for uh, people to check it out. So the, the first couple chapters are up on my YouTube channel now. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to take a moment to plug that. Great. Very good. All right. Great. Or, by the way, there are there are 22 episodes in season six. By the way, okay, 22. Yes, I figured, figured there were. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, well, uh, let's uh, so pretty much wraps it up for this episode. So I'll just uh, say again, thank you for everybody for listening and happy hunting. Bye. Happy hunting. Happy hunting, happy hunting. Happy hunting y'all. You've been listening to Idgitcast from QuadrupleZ.com. Join the discussion at Facebook.com slash We love feedback. You can email us or send us an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to prevent accidental spoilers. Our email address is IdgitCastPodcast at gmail.com. The theme song for Idgitcast is by Borrowed Trouble. Find the band at BorrowedTrouble.com. Lyrics and vocals by Idgitcast's founder, Allie Jones who you can find out all about at imthewonderband.com. The closing music you hear right now is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan and is used by permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack, as well as back episodes of his own deadpan podcast at jackmangan.com. You can hear more from the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, an intro cast for the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from quadruplez.com. John Pavlich can be heard on CastleCast, a fan cast for the ABC series Castle at castlecast.net and his own Sofa Dogs podcast at sofadogs.libsyn.com. Now you can also watch the Sofa Dogs YouTube channel at youtube.com user slash sofadogs. Annie is currently acting as global coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of charity screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity, benefiting Equality Now. For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host an event, visit www.cantstoptheserenity.com. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, an intercast for the television series Slings and Arrows, also featured on quadruplez.com. Quadruple Z.